Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey friends, before we get into this next amazing episode, and I apologize for being tardy this week, um, I just want to let you know about my winter training cycling program. Now, it's a membership. You can jump in at any time. What you're going to do is learn all about the cycling skills online that are going to make you a much better cyclist, mountain biker, gravel rider in the spring, or even on Swift if you're doing that and you're racing right now. Potentially, you're missing some of the key skills and fundamentals that are going to take you to the next level. So I just want to put that out there. If you're looking to um, improve upon those skills and techniques that you feel that you're lacking, this might be the program for you. We have Thursday night skill sessions, Saturday group rides, Tuesday night uh, intervals or races, and you put all the skills to work so they make sense and you are working towards achieving your goals for the spring. And hopefully that's one of two things, uh, maintaining your summer fitness, improving your efficiency, and maybe working towards a much bigger goal, like a hundred kilometer event, like some of us. So if that's you, I would love you to go to your phone and text the word cycling to 819-809-0999. And remember, it doesn't matter what kind of fitness level you're at, where you live, everything is, um, the skill sessions are recorded. We join up on Swift. Uh, we have people from the United States and we have people from the UK it's totally amazing and doable, and this could be for you. So remember, text the word cycling to 819-809-0999, and just check out the details there. Take care and enjoy this next episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host. And we have a super cool interview set up with Melanie Pohl and she is um, a mountain bike instructor in and around Toronto and I met her at Hurton and Halliburton and look I even have one of her stickers on my water bottle so stoked mountain biking is Melanie's baby and I can't wait to learn from her uh, about how she started her business and how she got into mountain biking and how she uh, turned her passion into an obsession about 
um, setting up these mountain bike sessions. So I hope you're going to stick around and stay tuned for meeting Melanie. And here she is. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets in the Saddle, all things cycling podcast with your host, Sylvie Dow, sitting in here at Chelsea, Quebec, Canada. We have Melanie Poole, <laughs> which is like, I think I said your name wrong in the intro, but who is sitting in Hamilton, Ontario. And the cool thing about Melanie is that I have seen her twice, two years in a row at Hurton and Halliburton. Why? Because she puts on the best bike stop at number five that number four that has bacon waffles she had progies this time uh they like you could smell her bike stop coming around like oh my god what do they have this time and i've got this really cool sticker so just like the one on her shirt I got a stoked sticker. Her company is stoked. And that's what we're going to talk about. Stoked mountain bike sessions. So welcome, Melanie, to the podcast. I'm super happy to have you. Oh, thanks so much. I am stoked to be here. (laughs) (laughs) No pun included. I'm stoked to have you. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so funny to me that um, it took me... Um, about three and a half months from when I decided I was going to start my own business, it took me three and a half months to come up with a name. Huh. Like I just, I was like, oh, like the, the first thing you do is you register the business, but you need the name. And I was like, oh, what am I going to call this? And then just out of the blue, I was like, stoked. And as soon as I said it to people, they were like, yes, yes. that is you. If there's one word, it's stoked. That's Mel. So I'm like, okay got the right name <laughs> oh i love it and then you have to search and make sure nobody else has it <laughs> yeah there's that part too <laughs> yeah yeah make it stoked and make a little change it's all make it unique so mel yeah. i love asking the first question is always like how you got into mountain biking how did it lead you to decide to start a mountain bike business called stoked Awesome. Great question. And I, I love telling this story. So grab yourself a nice cup of tea or something. Yeah, and I'm going I got to my water you with the, with the, the legend of the, of Stoked MTV. Um, so I grew up horse obsessed and, um, after high school, I decided I was going to take a year off, uh, to decide what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, fun fact, I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but I, I think we all are kind of in that yeah. situation sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I got into galloping racehorses, started at Woodbine oh. in Toronto, and it took me for a decade. Uh, and I traveled quite a bit. It's a very nomadic lifestyle. So I lived in Toronto. I lived in Fort Erie, Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Florida, uh, and even New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, and a little stint uh, in England as well. Um, wow. And I know, right? I, With your I horses or is it just like you? Oh, they were not, they were not my horses. <laughs> oh, so you traveled and you competed yeah. on other horses. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, just to be clear, I was not a jockey. I was an exercise rider. Um, okay. I like to eat <laughs> and there was no way I could get my weight down to the 110 pounds. You need to be a jockey hard. No. 
um, I was an exercise rider. So I would go out and uh, I would ride anywhere from 10 to 17 horses each morning uh, to exercise them to get them fit for the races. And it was really exciting, um, somewhat dangerous as well. Um, and by the end of my 20s, I, I, my brother and his wife had had their first child. And I was like, I want to I wanna live in one place. I want to be a good auntie to my new nephew. Um, so I, I moved home. That was the, the end of 2024. Sorry. <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. 2004. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, four. Um, <laughs> so I, I came home to Canada at the very end of 2004 and I needed a hobby to get into, um, leaving behind the, the horse racing. And so I got into bird watching. So it was very interesting, but it was boring. So, so yeah. My mom's a bird watcher. Yeah. I kind of know. I still, I still, like, I'll be teaching a lesson off, and I'll be like, that's a northern flicker. Look, everyone, a bald eagle. I know, um, eh? <gasps> what? what are you looking stopped. at? Can't you see it? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I needed something else to, to fill that void of excitement in my life. Um, and in t- 2006, um, I bought my first mountain bike. Um, it was quite a, a, a big feat for me because I, I was making just over minimum wage and to spend mm. that much money on a bicycle was irresponsible. Like we're talking $500. I know. My first Ooh. mountain bike was 700. Oh. I had to put it on layaway to pay it. Yeah. And that was in two, so. that was in 1998. Oh, that was you know? a nice bike. Yeah. Oh, no, not really. So. <laughs> <But it was laughs> no shocks, but it was a mountain bike, you know, like yeah. $700, a rock, like a Norco anyways, but yeah, yeah. This is a specialized hard rock, um, mm-hmm. which is, which is why those entry-level bikes still have a very special place in my heart. They, mm-hmm. they have a very important role. Um, so, yeah, so I, I bought that, that first bike, um, which was, in retrospect, kind of where I didn't know anyone else that rode mountain bikes. I didn't know where to go. I was afraid of falling and getting hurt and being like, who the hell's going to find me? You know? <laughs> like, so I just went to these. I just went to places where I used to ride horses on on trails and stuff. Um, And I just kind of would tootle around, you know, I'd go for a good long ride. Like we're talking 30 to almost 45 minutes. Oh yeah. Cause I had no frame of reference. Right. I know. I remember those days when I was, Oh my God, 20 kilometers. I'm so fast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I was, but like, (laughs) so, so I got the bike um, and I, I, I just sort of tootled around with it for a bit. And then one winter, uh, a couple winters later, um, I was like, you know what? I think next year I'm going to really get in. I want to ride my bike more. And I did some searching online and I found that a local bike shop had a free women's beginner mountain bike ride. And I was like, that's the three things I'm looking for. <laughs> women's beginner and free. Um, so, and, and it wasn't a club or anything. You just went. Um, so I went and that very first ride, I like to say like it changed my life. Um, I call it igniting the passion. Mm -hmm. And right from that first ride, I was just like, Oh my God, 
this, this is mountain biking. This is amazing. I mean, I thought we were defying death. And like, I go back and I ride those trails and I'm like, God, remember when I used to be scared of this? And, and it just, no, you know, just. That's where you bring the beginners, right? This is my first trail. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I, I feel like that's one of the things that makes me a a good instructor is, is my empathy. I remember very clearly Mm. what it was like to be a beginner and stuff. And so, uh, so I started those, those rides and like, right from that first ride, all of a sudden, mountain biking was all I wanted to do. Like, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And that's why I call it uh, igniting the passion, like the, the spark becomes a, a flame and just, it becomes uh, an obsession and eventually a full blown addiction. And I just, I made some very good friends. We rode together all the time. Like it was always the, the three of us with other people as well. And we rode together all the time. Uh, we'd go on trips together. Um, I used to enter bike races, um, but I would call them bike events. I am not a competitive person. I'm that person in the middle of the pack chatting up a storm. Yakety, 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 yak. And, and people would be like, shouldn't you be pedaling harder? And I'm like, I just want to be around people that like bikes um and, <laughs> who's this chicken <laughs> i i did get quite a bit of that and in retrospect um what i was doing at all of those those races um was i was looking for camaraderie mm-hmm. uh, which which plays a, a role we'll put a pin in that one for a bit because that that comes back uh later so I, I had these great friends that I, we rode all the time. We helped each other. We progressed. We really supported each other and the community. And, um, and then one fateful day, um, my two besties, one announced that she was moving to Squamish and the other one announced she was pregnant. And I was like, well, y'all suck. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> Ciao. Yeah. What? I lost, I essentially lost both my riding buddies in the same day. Uh, it was a, that was a pretty dark day in the history of Mel. Um, but in looking back, um, a lot of, it, it, it triggered a lot of positive changes. Um, so I was a little, little bit lost for a while. Um, in 2015, I was asked by the local bike shop um, to take over leading their women's ride. Um, and this is, this is the one that got me started that same the same shop, that same free women's beginner mountain bike ride. And they asked me to take over leading it. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And they said, we'll give you discounts. Uh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> mm. feed my, remember the addiction part? Feed my yeah. addiction with uh-huh, discounts. Uh-huh. So I was like, all right, okay, I'll do this. Um, so I begrudgingly took it on. Uh, first ride that I led, I still remember to this day who was there. I know the route that we, we did. I remember the conversations we had and why, because it ignited a whole new passion for me. Like just Mm -hmm. from that very first ride that I led, um, it, it opened up a whole new avenue for me, which was supporting people to get into the sport that I'm so obsessed with and helping them to fall in love with the sport too. And I just, I was blown away by this. I just, absolutely loved it um and uh so i started leading the rides i convinced the original woman who was leading the rides 
when she got me started, um, that's Mary Evans. I convinced her to come back for 2016. Why does that, that name sound so familiar? Mary Evans. Might be uh, I don't know. She was, she's been at the, the Hurt and Halliburton races a few times with her dog Tug and her husband Dave. Um, oh. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I met her. Maybe I met yeah, her. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Okay. She's done some, I don't know about road, but track as well. A little bit of track cycling and stuff. I don't know. The world's, the world's not that big. But, yeah, uh, I know, right? But, but Mary's presence is big. So I'm not surprised. She's, she's mm. uh, absolutely an amazing woman. Um, so yeah, I got her to come back and that women's ride, we went from, um, we grew it into what is now the, the free wheel dirt girl. Um, so when I took over in 2015, we had a, on average about two or three women a week. Um, this year, this spring, we were having 30 to 35 women a week coming out. So do you, is this just a group or is it a club? I love that question because I've always very adamant. We are a group, not a club. There are no barriers to coming out. Okay. So, because, because that was, for, and, and I wanted to make sure that we kept it that way because that was one of the things that drew me in was that there was no commitment, right? What if I didn't like it? Or um, if it's a club, there's a, a higher level of intimidation um, and, and you're adding a, a fee. Like maybe that uh, entry level, the cheapest bike on the sales floor, maybe that was an irresponsible amount of money for that person to, to spend um, on, a, on a bicycle. So to, to remove those barriers and to just get them to just come out um, and then meet all the other women who are going through a lot of the, the same things and the same barriers, that's uh, what I absolutely love about that women's group. So, See, the reason yeah. why I, I ask this, Mel, is because I've met two other women in Toronto who have started like um Galdem, you might have heard of them and saddle sisters so both of them are cl club no they're groups okay so you know same thing free come and ride and i have a club where for women only who you pay and to join um, we have like seven organized rides a week. We give out a free uh, learn to group ride clinic. Um, it comes with a jersey. So, but the thing is that I've seen this and I'm interviewing somebody else in the States who has something like yours, but she's kind of like, so there's now more groups stemming up. Oh, it's just like Le Pour Qui Roule. Have you heard of them? So. <laughs> it's a Quebec, it's a woman's Quebec mountain bike. Oh, okay. So they have Sorry, different what? chapters, Les Poules. So it's the, ch the chicken that rides <laughs> or the chick <laughs> that rides, the chick that rides. Nice. So, so yeah, so they have different chapters all over Quebec. And this other woman has different chapters across the United States. And I'm like, wow. Cause I would love to have my club do that, but, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know if I can change the concept of a paid club because of all, well, I know. So this is, this is kind of what I'm looking at. And I didn't realize that you had a group. So it's, yeah. it, um, it's that big question. Like how could I possibly have more 
women engaged in road cycling, you know, across Canada in a club like my club, like and having different yeah. chapters all over the place uh, and making sure that everybody's safe and, and things are, you know. Um, so mm -hmm. tell me more about it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll start just by saying, like, it's, it's not my group. I am, uh, Mary and I are the ride leaders, um, but it is a shop ride. So the, the bike mm. shop, Free Wheel Cycle, um, which is also, I work there too. Um, and we've got uh, three weekly rides that are run by uh, shop ambassadors and some of the staff okay. as well. Um, there's the women's mountain bike ride, um, which we've called the, the, the Dirt Girls. Uh, Wednesday night is the Travel by Gravel group ride led by Mark and Heather. Oh, uh, Travel by Gravel. Love that. Yeah. God, so, wow. So, yeah, that, there, there is the link of how Stoked got to Hurton and Halliburton. Yeah, yeah. Those, uh, yeah. <laughs> Heather and Mark, we had them on the podcast a couple yeah, I heard. Uh, yeah, a week or awesome. two ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Thursday night is the uh, intermediate advanced open ride. Uh, okay. So it's all, all genders. Um, and uh, so those are the, the three rides that, that Free Will Cycle offers. So. What about weekends? Um, this is one of the things like there's, there's a, it, it, we're still a bike shop. Weekends are really busy at a bike shop. And be, to keep everything free, it's mm -hmm. all volunteers right. and you can only ask so much of your volunteers. Right. Yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah. But that being said, there's a lot of things to do on weekends. And so, um, so we like to connect the different, uh, parts of the community and be like, Hey guys, did you hear about this is going on this weekend? Did you hear about that's going on that weekend? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, there's mm -hmm. also, there's, um, uh, the MTB exchange, uh, which is, uh, a little bit like remember high school exchange program yeah. where, where we send Kyle to Germany and Germany sends Gunther to, to us for a year. It's <laughs> kind of <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the MTB exchange, um, as, uh, Amanda Freeman's, um, passion project. And it's, um, it's like a club of clubs. And oh. where it connects all the different uh, women's mountain bike groups and clubs in Ontario, and they take turns hosting rides. So, for example, yesterday was um, October 30th. That was Turkey Point's turn to host a ride. And so women from all of these clubs across Ontario descended upon Turkey Point uh, for this really awesome ride which I missed because I have a cold. <laughs> Where's Turkey Point? Um, wow, we are far apart, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, I know where <laughs> Hamilton is and everything kind of in between, yeah. but I'm it's, sure Turkey Point is not a big place. It's, uh, no, no, it's, uh, but it's, it's infamous in the southwestern Ontario because those trails are so sandy that you can ride them. Like They are the first trails to dry out after a rainstorm, so. Uh, they're like, oh, it's raining. I'm gonna hit Turkey Point tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh, really? So is that like, uh, like down on, a, along the Niagara on, border? It's actually on Niagara um, Lake Erie. Near, oh, near okay. Long Lake and such. So, yeah. 
Ah, okay. Well, yeah, Hamilton is uh, long there, so. Yeah. Well, so learn something new. Turkey hour. point. Turkey point. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, the MTB exchange had, had rides all over, um, Ontario. So it's a great way to connect, uh, the different, like different networks, uh, of women. So yeah. have you, is this like monthly? Um, they're, they're more than that. Um, they have like a, a full, it's basically like almost every other weekend. Um, okay. Through the, through the season. So, but I think they're pretty much wrapped up for the year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I wonder if they make them all the way, uh, 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 east, like Cornwall and Brockville. Do they do stuff like that out here? Uh, probably. Uh, if not, maybe this conversation will, uh, <laughs> cause some more connections. Uh, yeah. some women's group in your area to reach out to Amanda and say, Hey, I want to be part of the, the MTB exchange for next year. Do you have to be in Ontario? I don't know. That's a great question for Amanda. I don't know how her insurance works. Um, oh, I know okay. That, well, yeah, I know that it, it's that there is a connection to the OCA. Uh, okay. yeah, I have an OCA. Uh, so I would imagine it does need to be in Ontario. Um, but yeah. So Sault Ste. Marie, North Bay, Sudbury, um, Barry, Collingwood. Uh, You're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> A couple more hours east. Yeah. yeah. Ottawa. But everybody's yeah. in the Gatineau Park, which is in Quebec, which is right across the, the you know, the Ottawa River. So oh, Okay. We can, right, let's put a pin in that one. And I'm going to circle back to that. Uh, yeah. I can continue on my, my tale of how I got to where I am. Because oh, yeah, for sure. Sorry, we got off on it. Yeah. We have a connection there uh, that we can, we can pull that pin back out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, where were we? Oh, we were talking about uh, Dirt Girls. I started leading women's rides mm-hmm. and found this, this whole new passion of uh, not just being so absorbed in the sport, but uh, luring more people into the sport and, and breaking yeah. down those barriers. Um, so yeah, started leading those women's rides, started growing, uh, growing the group. It was fantastic to see the the growth um, as it built. Um, and in 2017, I was recognized by Trek for my efforts in getting more women on bikes. I was invited. Oh. I was be, I became a Trek women's advocate. Um, oh. And I was invited to their uh, Trek Women's Summit. <gasps> really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, we have so to talk about to, that after. Yeah. So I, I went to their um, the, the Trek headquarters in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love your face. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was there that um, so we were actually – in in madison and we were at the the factory in waterloo and uh got to ride the farm trail which is where they develop some of those sweet bikes um and so i was on a group ride just this badass group of women just tearing up the trails and i was like oh man i just i just want more of this in my life and like this bomb went off in my head of to make it my life and and just in that moment I was like 
I don't want to be a bookkeeper and administrator anymore. I want to be a professional mountain bike instructor. I want to make my passion my profession. And it's just like, I did not sleep that night. I was up all night researching and I discovered the Professional Mountain Bike Instructors Association, PMBI. Um, and I, even though it was already September, I found a, a level one course for October. Um, so to October, 2017, I became certified as a mountain bike instructor, um, which then of course you winter, it's Ontario. Um, mm -hmm. The next spring, um, Kelso Conservation Area, uh, one of our uh, local trail networks said, hey, we're starting a mountain bike school. Who wants to apply? And I was like, oh, me, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was like applicant number one and just came in being like, hire me, hire me, hire me, hire me, hire me. You don't need anybody else. Yeah. I was like, I will do all of them. And so, yeah, so I started, um, started teaching mountain biking there. I also at that time had started working at Freewheel Cycle as well. So I was like all bikes, working in a bike shop, teaching mountain biking. Um, but it, and, and I convinced Freewheel Cycle to offer lessons as well. Um, but it really wasn't a lot of lessons. Um, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to do more. Um, so over the, those first two seasons, um, trying to remember how many lessons I did like in the in the neighborhood of like 30-ish lessons Whoa. Um, which you know I, I at the time I thought was so much but at the same time I was like it's, I want to I want to do this more um, mm -hmm. so by the end of 2019 I realized you know what if if I want to do more of this I need to make more of this and I'm gonna have to suck it up and I'm gonna have to start my own business and um, mm. so spent some time trying to come up with a name. Um, so I've got that figured out. And then I held off registering the, the business. I waited until January 2nd to register the business because, and I actually said these words, I think 2020 will be a, a great year to start my business. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So even though it could have said 2019, like my, my business certificate says like 2020 and like, I'll never forget saying, Oh, I think 2020 is going to be a great year. Oh, well, I think, you know, a lot of people said 2020 was going to be a great year. Yeah. I remember saying it about something too business wise and then just like, Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I'd spent that whole winter getting ready and, um, and, and just getting ready. I was ready to launch and go global um, in March of 2020. <laughs> but instead, something else went global. <laughs> yeah. Well, were, uh, were you able to do anything? Because I know like some places were able to, like we were able to get our club rolling, but with lots of restrictions, like we could have canceled the whole season, but we didn't. But we did a lot of planning, like so, trying to make it happen. So I, I also work at a bike shop mm -hmm. and normally oh. in a normal year, we would have a, a roster of full and part-time staff of like 20 ish people. Mm -hmm. um, and through the pandemic, through the bike boom, we had four. four. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Cause it was not a time for people to have uh, part-time extra jobs for, for fun and stuff. And everything was, was locked down. And like, I just, 
my brain is like shut down a lot of those memories because it was just so stressful. It was on the brink of a panic attack for months. Um, oh my God. So yeah. so yeah, I didn't teach mountain biking. <laughs> no, you probably didn't even leave the shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I did, I just went home and slept. And Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but by the, by the end of July of 2020, there things had opened up enough. And mm-hmm. there were so many people asking me for lessons that I was like, I, I, I hadn't actually at that point purchased my, my insurance, which was like my most expensive thing. So I was like, maybe I'll just skip 2020. And then I was like, I've got all these people asking me for lessons. Okay, let's do this. In with the insurance, let's do some lessons. Um, and very quickly, I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I forgot how much yeah. I love doing it. So, I'm like outside the shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So 2020 was a, an awkward year. Um, I like to say, you know, you ever see those videos of like a, a cat on a counter, countertop, and they're getting ready to jump. They do like the little butt wiggle and they're getting ready to jump off of something. And then they like flub and they fall off the counter. That's how I felt Stoked MTV handled 2020. It was just like, Dirt. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you see those videos. Just making Ooh. missing the chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was 2020. Um, <laughs> but I, I got I, I I had a better understanding of where I wanted to go with it. Right. Um, so I um, I spent a lot of time that winter again, the, the building season um planning and i planned um all this stuff and launched it launched registration everything sold out it was awesome uh ready to start on i believe it was a uh, uh, april 8th uh 2021 everything was ready to go if you recall april 7th the day before we went back into lockdown and i had to cancel everything <laughs> oh my god everything is postponed you're not getting refunds yeah. yeah so there was um and, and all of my people that had signed up they were fantastic pretty much mm. all of them said okay just hang on to the money because when you're ready to go i want to be i want in um, there was a couple that were like, uh, I, I, you know, I just give them back their money. Changing. I need the money. Yep. Yep. Um, cause I, I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, and so it wasn't until, well, I'm pretty good with dates. It was June 14th was when we went back into that. Remember that step one, step two, step three, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. before we were allowed to, to operate, um, again. So, so 20, 2021 was a, a stunted year, but not as bad. Um, and then, so then this year, 2022, is that where we are? Yeah. Yeah. This is the year of the passport. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This year was about as normal. Well, it was definitely the most normal year of Stoke MTV's mm-hmm. ever seen. Um, yeah. And it's been fantastic. Um, I've, I've hired instructors to help me. Oh, that's I fabulous. But I also um, also got to, to realize um, a dream of my own. So that um, moment when I was like, I want to be a, a professional mountain bike instructor, in that, that late night of, of researching online, I discovered a group called the Dirt Series. 
uh, and they do mountain bike skills camps. Um, mm. pre- predominantly in, in um, out west in Al- Alberta and okay. uh, British Columbia, and then down through the U.S. as well. But they are a Canadian company. And I was like, I want to work for them. That was 2017. Mm. And I've always been like, oh, when are they coming east? When are they coming east? When are they coming east? Guess what? Last fall. You brought it call. east. Yeah. Well, last fall, um, they were looking to hire their expanding eastward i applied went through the application process got hired um and so this past summer i got to to work with the the dirt series as they they are uh expanding eastward and so that was like another huge check mark um yes it's teaching skills but it's a very different format from Mm. uh from what i do um and so it was just like a whole new avenue for Stoke. <laughs> yeah. For, well, for I mean, you're just learning people. more, right? You're stoking yeah. people. <laughs> and I think that's important that you learn skills from other professionals, right? Because you exactly. can, it's only going to yeah. make you better and like, oh my God, probably epiphanies. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting way of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> better and way. So, yeah. So I, I do um, uh, private, semi-private and group lessons. Um, and I'll also do like um, four week series of group lessons as well. Mm. How dirt series is different is it's a weekend camp. Oh. And so you've got like your morning session of skills and then afternoon trail ride and then an evening uh, maintenance session. Uh, oh. We'll go to a bike shop and learn about setting your suspension or trail side repairs or fixing flats and such. Um, and then Sunday again, the next day again is skills in the morning, more advanced skills in the morning. And then again, the, the trail ride for that uh, real world application. And so right. like, I remember the, the first camp I was, uh, I was doing with them was um, in Sudbury. And one of the women was, was asking me something and I was like, this is so new to me. I was like, I'm not used to talking to the same student for more than two hours. <laughs> like wow this is so cool and it's, it was great because I got to see like how where they started out Saturday morning mm-hmm. and the stuff they were sending by the end of Sunday um, yeah. yeah it was it was really cool and in fact the <clears throat> I was mentioned I just went to Colorado I um, went down to Fruta Colorado to the uh, the season finale sort of of the dirt series that was their last camp I went down to to volunteer and just be just fully immersed in it just oh drink it in uh, <laughs> plus maybe a little bit of riding some cool trails um <laughs> yeah I'd but say. yeah but yeah I just um I wanted to I wanted to, to get more exposure to to that style of of teaching and uh presentation for students mm-hmm. so, yeah absolutely Whoa. love it so so yeah, so you you mentioned um, coming eastward, coming eastward. Well, there may be some dirt series stuff coming uh, to eastern Ontario. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like way yeah. to the corner of Ontario, Quebec. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, that would be You're cool. In- your interest has been noted. <laughs> yeah, well, God, you know, it's funny because um, I started mountain biking uh, in 2000. 
like really real mountain bike. Like, remember I said I bought my first mountain bike? Well, yeah. that was, there was no suspension on it. It was, it was a mountain bike. Well, it, it's like, anyways, it didn't have, it was a mountain bike with no suspension or anything. That was 90, you know, 98, 97. Then I got my, I started adventure racing and uh, mm. my, my partner at the time was like, there's no way that you're going to race on that bike. You have to buy a, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's like 50 pounds. So I yeah. bought a Brody. Oh and yeah. Yeah. I still have it. I love that bike. And it's a shame that I can't put wider tires on it. Cause like, I fucking love it. But that's when I started mountain biking and I did like the 24 hours of adrenaline with a woman's team. And, um, and I just, I mountain biked and then I, I used a road bike to mount to train for mountain biking. And then I switched over. You know, and then I got into road cycling racing and I started a women's masters team in my women's club. And, and so, so, and then I found, and then I, I got back into it this year, like after like, like with my kids. So I'm like, you know, and I, it was so, I was so nervous because, you know, I remember the way I was 20 years ago. Remember, it's like, I'm not that you know, like, I remember when I was like this in high school, I could do that. That was me until I got on the trail. I'm like, Sylvie, you ain't 30 years old anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better, like, you better take a couple steps back and like, uh, you know, <laughs> get back into the skills and like how to yeah. climb little rock walls and things like that. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to rip this up. I'm like, oh my God, good thing I didn't kill myself. But <laughs> and I had to, I just sit back and go, okay so we're gonna have to start back at basics again and so it was great sitting with the kids because they're yeah. 10 and 11 and so it was a good place for me to start like nice. just yeah. following them because they'll rip around and they don't have yeah. a care in the world and yeah. <laughs> the, the groups were were big like the, all these kids like fast and like oh my i was just like oh wow this is slightly intimidating <laughs> as an adult but then it, it helped me because we went out two times a week. So just yeah. getting back on it and the gear management and the hill climbing and the spinning. And I was like, okay, this is great. And then I found a woman's club so I could ride with women. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. Yeah. I, I got to stop riding with kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to be challenged. And that's when I, I'm like, okay, like I've, I've still got this you know yeah. <laughs> to the point where i scared myself a couple times but <laughs> but you know and that's where i found they put kirul there were free yeah. mountain bike you know come out monday nights and one of my girlfriends was one of the coaches there actually i knew two of the girls who were leading it and i'm like oh god i used to race with them back 20 years ago and um yeah, it was really nice and I I missed it and then they made fun of my bike cuz it was 20 years old. So I'm like, yeah, but you used to race on a bike like that too, so don't don't you poo poo my bike right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have like a $6,000 bike like you. <laughs> but uh yeah, anyways, it was it was good fun, so. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And and that is you're like right in where Stokes uh, that's, yeah, like that is that is Stokes' purpose um, mm -hmm. is is helping those folks who um, like I like to say I, I I help people reach their goals, whatever those goals are. So yeah. whether you're 
goal is to be safer or smoother or faster or ride farther by uh, working on your, your bike handling skills your, mm-hmm. your, and your uh, biking skills is just going to increase your confidence and yeah. therefore increase your fun and, and move you towards whatever those goals are. Yeah. So um, I like to say I identify as an instructor, not a coach. To me, a yeah. coach is someone who's going to be with you for a long time, tell you what to eat, do something about intervals. Mm-hmm. Not sure. I've heard that term. I don't get it. So not a racer. (laughs) Okay, Um, but as a as a trainer, I'm sure you do that too, right? uh, Do some intervals. No, I guess so. Yeah, I I I dabble in Zwift um, Mm. because it's. I I gotta say, I am surprised and impressed at how much. I enjoy it as an avid mountain biker. I don't like road cycling, but mm-hmm. I love Zwift. Like, you just, you jump on, you go for a great ride, you chat with some great people, you get a hell of a workout in, and then you shower and go to work. It's awesome. So are you, is that like what you're going to be doing for your winter off season for yourself? Or are you doing stuff on Swift with clients? Um, I don't, uh, I don't really do anything on Zwift. Um, it's really not relevant to, to stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, winter is more when I do my, my planning and stuff. Right. Um, there is going to be some stuff I'll be doing with the dirt series, um, over the winter, um, Ooh. that will be released in the coming weeks. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've been asked a lot of times, do I do, um, like fat biking lessons and such. And, um, I'm open to the idea, but I haven't, um, just conditions change so quickly here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we get snow and then it rains and then, you know, and then, the, then the it's ice and you're like, all yeah. And temperatures can be all over the place. And, um, mm-hmm. so it's, it's just harder for, um, for people to regulate their body temperature, mm-hmm. you know, um, and yeah, so I just, I haven't, just haven't done the, the fat biking lessons. Uh, I don't know. Stuff. But there, there will be some dirt series stuff, fat biking stuff that I'll be doing this winter. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of my friends are like, yeah, I got the fat bike. I'm like, I'm not spending any more money on biking stuff. I have so many, like, if anything, I'm going to get a better gravel bike for next year, you know, and I'm just like, and I like to like close up the season, you know, spend time doing stuff that I haven't done all summer, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in the fall and, you know, and then just migrating inside onto Swift, like you and just, and I have a coaching, I have a training program during the winter yeah. <laughs> that we work and we, we, we work on cycling skills. And it's hard to do this outside and it's good because then we can learn them, put them into place into Swift and, and intervals and things like that and come out stronger at the other end um, in April. So, but I like doing that little, that little, and then getting into like, you know, like downhill skiing and other things 
outside of yeah. cycling that you yeah. know that brings the the passion back like every spring yeah. you know when it's time I, I, my my husband doesn't ride bikes shocking um but <laughs> neither uh, does mine but, <laughs> but we do cross country ski together so yeah. we don't we don't get snow here very much um anymore uh 10 years ago we did but now uh, not not nearly as much but mm. uh, we do get out on the on the cross-country skis and I do get out on my my fat bike um, but I do like to say do you need a fat bike to ride bikes in the winter the answer is no because yeah a, a fat bike makes more conditions rideable and more fun uh, mm -hmm. but you don't need one I like I started riding bikes uh, in the winter time well oh, I think that was 2009 uh, mm. we used to put that fattest tires we could fit on our bikes like we're talking like 2.2 inches <laughs> <laughs> those were fat tires as opposed <laughs> to the one 1.9s we'd rock in the summer um, <laughs> um but it you know and it was it was mostly just squirreling around on a skinny of compacted snow um mm -hmm for a few hours and then you fall down and you have you're just having fun in the forest with friends so um uh, yeah but yeah so winter for for stoked mtd is a lot of planning mm -hmm. um i've managed to make some good notes and observations i think uh through this season <laughs> uh for next year so mm -hmm. i'll um i'll be sitting down and, and spending a lot of time preparing for for next year so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Taking time to plan is, is important. And, uh, I should do more of that. <laughs> I could use you as a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, well, like you, I would like to do more road cycling type training sessions. Like I do the odd one-on-one, -on -one, like people want to know how to climb hills better. Well, there's lots of things to consider when you're climbing hills. So, you know, just as an example, or, you know, learning how to race or um, group ride skills, like there's all these little things for yeah. cyclists. Yeah. And I've never really put together a strong program like what you're talking about for, um, for, for coaching, not coaching, mm -hmm. training, training sessions. But, um, You've inspired me because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I leave it to the last minute. Why isn't anybody <laughs> signing up? Because it's the last minute, Sylvie. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need it. You need a, about um, at least six weeks. Yeah. To, to, to really get things out there. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Because I would imagine you start advertising in March. Um, at the latest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yeah but, no kidding um, yeah i'm hoping to have my my calendar locked down by january so oh that's good yeah yeah all right i should be yeah. working on this i should be working on this mel you inspired yeah. me spend more time drop some things focus on this that's the thing white whiteboards they're fun Write down all the things you want to do and then try to find a way to mash them all in together. Interlock them. <laughs> oh, I might need your help. 
Do you do oh, God. business oh. stuff? <laughs> <laughs> My life is so chaotic. It's just, it's just hearing that just makes me laugh. My husband could hear that. You, you'd hear him laughing in the background. Oh, really? Aww. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, you're working at the bike shop, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't, I can't picture not working there. I just absolutely love working there. It's just such an awesome environment um, and great people. So. Oh, that's a, yeah. I was thinking of doing that this summer, like looking for, you know, like a part-time thing to go into a bike shop and just start learning more about like yeah, the bike over the, like the basic stuff. Like I've got roadside like uh skills and yep. um but it's it's everything it's all the other little finite things about a bike well, the commute might be a might be a bit of a bitch but uh we're always hiring <laughs> oh god yeah thanks <laughs> i know i should put my but i was i just feel like feel like what really like a woman and i kind of get that feeling a little bit if if you get that vibe from that bike shop turn around and walk out yeah, I know. It's not for me. Yeah. But, um, but uh, not all bike shops are like that anymore. Uh, like free wheel cycle. Um, our goal is gender parity. And we were so close uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, we had almost as many women as men, oh. um, which was awesome. Like that was, that was the, the, the shop's goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but said, you know, the, this one finishes university and this one, mm. uh, you know, goes off to, to do other, and then the pandemic where there's, you, you don't have uh, spare jobs kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Any, any bike shop um, should be just clamoring to, to hire someone um, with your level of experience. While you may not have worked in a bike shop before, mm-hmm. you know a lot about bikes. Yeah. Um, ab- about, bikes and biking mm-hmm. right? so that um you know when someone comes in and they're like yeah i'm thinking about getting my getting into into cycling uh what, what are the things i'm gonna need you're gonna be like these shorts you're gonna yeah. buy these you don't wear <laughs> underwear under them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep that would be me <laughs> and then yeah. the shoes and the gloves and the da, da, da. oh yeah the necessarizing. Oh yeah. <laughs> the necessarizing. I love that. I love necessarizing. I have to write that down. Yeah. Blurring the line between need and want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love am, it. I am a terrible enabler. <laughs> and look over here and look over. I know. Oh, Hey, Bad. and this just happens to match your bike. Oh. oh boy. I hope your bike shop has lots of accessories in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my God, Mel, this has been amazing. And I am so glad that you came on and we connected at Hurton and Halliburton, like I mentioned. Oh, so yeah. anybody who's in Hamilton, you got to come out and, and find her. What bike shop did you say you were at? You were at? So it's, Free wheel cycle. Free wheel Dundas. cycle in Dun. Oh, downtown. Dun- Dundas Valley. No, no, no. Dundas. The, the, the town, not the Oh, street. Dundas. Okay. I was thinking. Like <laughs> we, we get that a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. See? See? Good thing I didn't. Oh, you're downtown. No, no. Yeah. No, uh, no it's, uh, Dundas, it's Dundas. The place. 
Dundas Valley. Yes. Dundas it's Valley. There we absolutely go. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. The it's really neat because um it's the very western end of Lake Ontario. So I can look at a globe and I can pinpoint exactly where I live because it's like the very western tip of, of Lake hmm. uh, Ontario. And it's where the Niagara Escarpment folds back on itself after the Niagara Escarpment. And so it creates this valley. Um, and so that's, that's my hometown. I was born and raised here in Dundas. Oh, very cool. So also, ladies, I assume you teach men as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So everyone, who are you looking to get humans. into? I teach humans. humans. <laughs> so, if you're looking to get into mountain biking or you've already been into mountain biking and you're looking to get some lessons, which I highly recommend for anybody, road cycling, you know, look for a road cycling training places, mountain biking, look for Mel, go to stoked, stokedmtb.ca. And I believe yep. she has a newsletter on there. You can sign up for, I believe yeah. I thought yeah. sign up for the newsletter. I, so you don't miss about that. <laughs> yeah. So you don't, cause I was on there just before. Cause so you don't miss all the updates for 2023. And, and more of this awesome banter, man. I get the, yeah. we, we get the at the bike shop. We call it the Meltone. <laughs> the Meltone. <laughs> I love it. Maybe I have to just go down there and take a lesson. What the hell? Bring your bike. I or be careful. Yeah. Be careful. I'll sell you a new one. <laughs> well, God, I know. Like, I don't have to come down with a budget. <laughs> you, one, you one, by, one by drivetrain. No, yeah. you don't have to deal with the front derailleur anymore. Dropper post. Oh my God. That's a whole other conversation right there. Is the dropper. No, yeah, I know. The yeah, the front drivetrain. Cause anyways, we're not gonna go down that that rabbit hole. Cause I have one on my 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 gravel bike and I'm not happy with it. So I'm not going to <laughs> I was like, I love my three rings in the front. I know you're like, no, you're we'll, not gonna like it. We'll talk about it for mountain biking is different. Yeah. So it gives, is it? It gives oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um when you think about the the hills that you go up on a mountain bike, yeah. Uh you need those easier gears. And when you look at the size of the cassettes on a mountain bike, like I know. they're this big. Um but on a mountain bike, we don't pedal going downhill. So you don't need harder gears. Whereas a gravel bike, you're going to be pedaling going yeah, yeah. down a lot more hills. So you, you still, you need a, a fair amount of range. Now you, yeah. you say that you're one by on your, on your gravel bike, but you're not happy with it. Um, it could just be a matter of you don't have the right range. Uh, maybe your front chain ring is too big or too small. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, know but what the... It, it keeps popping off. So I got a, a chain guard. Oh, that's, that's something different. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, it, so it pop. well, that's my thing. So I was like, oh, this is great, you know, and then it like, it, it started falling off all the time. I got a chain guard that moved, it fell off again. Anyways, so that's kind of, I know it's probably mm -hmm. completely different, but anyways, it was one of those frustrating things because it happened at the race, like about mm. seven times. 
Oh. I was just like, yeah, yeah, that was me. Ruts fell off. Going down fast. Fell like, okay, let's just like get through this this event without me yeah. losing it on someone. <laughs> like the next, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fucking okay. Let's fucking buy. That's when I walk into, into my bike shop and I just, I'm like, boom, yeah. here's my problem. Let's fix this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back there in two days. Way. I don't even want to know. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a better way. Make it good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't want to bike this. I'm starting to get depressed. I'm starting to get depressed. Well, anyways, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to our banter and our great information. So, like I meant, like I mentioned, go check out Mel at stokemtv.ca. Sign up for her newsletter so you don't miss any opportunities next year to take one of her lessons thanks so much mel love you and um we'll see you maybe we'll bring you we'll bring you back to talk about next year oh yeah when you get everything uh ready that sounds good uh, all the spring stuff that you have on your calendar and next time you're in hamilton we're gonna go for a ride yeah yeah i need yeah. to do a little traveling out uh out uh, west and uh check out some uh some stuff down there yeah. anyways we'll talk about after off offline okay. Okay. <laughs> right, take care everyone talk okay. to you later mel all right bye <laughs> okay, bye all right what an amazing episode with melanie Powell. now i know i made a mistake with her name in the beginning but it was so good to connect with somebody on the mountain biking edge because I have not had anybody really talking mountain biking except for a couple episodes. And it was great to have her on there talking about how she's been building her business. I think this was the first real year after COVID, you know, after she started her business that she had a true season. And I'm so looking forward to her expanding on her business next year and building it over the years and possibly seeing her with dirt series here in this region i always think about oh what else can i take on no sylvia you're not going to do mountain biking even though i like really like mountain biking but i love gravel more so with that i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode and if you are in the region of dundas and hamilton go find her or even if you're in our region it would probably be really worth going down there and taking one of her lessons so with that have an amazing halloween everyone and we'll see you on the next episode take care thank you so much for spending this time with me on the secrets from the saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. 
It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.